going on guys? It's your boy DJ Billy B. I'm about to jump on the Hustler podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to talk all things. Not too sure what we're going to talk about, but it's, it's going to be cracker stuff. So let's go! to another episode of Hustler Daily. My name is Mitchell Gambin. As per usual, I'm with Sean and Jesse. And this week we've got a very special guest in the building, Mr. <laughs> DJ Billy B. Oh, How are you, bro? Blush it, bro. Supplied the goods this morning. Yeah, got mate, the got the manoush. Got the manoush ready. You know? Come through with the manoush. We come through with the coffees. So you need to, mate. You need to. Saturday it's morning. A bit of a, bit of a uh, risky... Uh, combo, to be honest, yeah, a, a right. coffee and a manouche. I know, mate, we buzzing for the next day. Yeah, hour, yeah. That should be good. Straight to the toilet. That's it, bro. We're buzzing for the next day, straight to the bathroom, mate. Nah, we got Big Austin good. behind the camera. Austin behind the camera, as, as, usual. as per usual. As per usual, I fucking forget to say that. However, <laughs> <laughs> Austin think is. You'd think by now we'd be all over that. I saw it before we get too into it. Old habits die. No, but tell them a bit about yourself, Billy. Um... Don't have to get too serious. Yeah, just like it's serious, my friend. Uh, and uh, just enough. Yeah, no. Uh, Bill Warden, also known as DJ Billy B, um, from the area, from uh, Maryland slash Greystains. Grew up half my life here. Lived half my life in Lithgow. Yeah, no. So I moved here when I was about eleven or twelve. So um, consider myself obviously a boy from the area, from Maryland and Greystains. So um, I'm I'm a DJ. Been DJ since two thousand and eight. So that's about, about twelve years. Twelve years, bro. Um, that's my background, pretty much. I uh, play footy, still do. Um, yeah. Played footy as a young bloke. Played soccer for a bit. Didn't like it. Um, now, pretty much, yeah. I've got a got a wife, got a kid, nice. another one on the way, and uh, playing that dad life now, mate. Yeah, you know, life, <laughs> life's changed a bit, but uh, it's good, bro. I wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, yeah, it's good, man. The evolution, huh? Yeah, it's a pretty... boy from the area. Fuck play a bit no. of soccer, play a bit of footy. Yeah, man. DJ now the. Dad. The wife and kids, <laughs> the evolution. It goes so quick, man. I swear to God, it just goes so quick. Like, I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, man, like, it feels like yesterday. But I was with my brother, we were playing in the street, like, we were in the street, we rocked up from, he rocked up from work and I rocked up to my mum's house for dinner. We just, me, we just stopped, we looked at the street, we go, but doesn't it feel like yesterday we were kicking the footy in the street and right. all that sort of stuff, and now, like, on your boy, now, so exactly right, right. <laughs> now I'm taking my son out of the car, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a different yeah, world, a man, because <laughs> it feels like yesterday, bro, but like, like I said, man, I wouldn't change it, bro, it's the best thing. The best thing, man. You was talking about um before we kicked off your time in Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Made you fall in love with the Bulldogs. Yeah, bro. Fucking yeah. yeah. We lived on um. So you have Parramatta Road. Yeah. So in Lithgow, where, where the Costco is and all that, there's a side street off Parramatta Road. Um, I used to live on that side street and grew up all my life, like, half my life in Lithgow. So we could. So if, every time I drive out of my street, I'd see ANZ Stadium right in front of me, and just like bro, I used to look at it and. My dad used to take us to the games and stuff when like, we were about 10, 11, and then just like, you know, just fell in love with them, bro. So <laughs> since then, but then um, I moved to, then we moved to Maryland when I was about 11 or 12, and everyone's, everyone's a para fan here, bro. So <laughs> I'm the only guy going for the, the dog, yeah. and all my mates go for para and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I cop a bit of shit, but it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. It's all good, It's all good, It's all good, It's a bit of a toxic relationship, but right? they're oh, sending you through it. Unbelievable, man. Like, I can't believe what's happening to me, man. Like, it's just. I've always known him to be like a powerhouse club. I've always known him we to were, be like yeah, a, always that mean club. Always that, that ruthless, just tough. Yeah. They everyone shit themselves. To ver- they still, I think they still get a bit nervous versus them because the dog's got nothing to lose now. Mm. So like they got nothing to lose, so they can fucking do anything, pull a rabbit out of a hat, and they can keep a, keep a team on nil or beat them. 
So people still get nervous, but in a different way to how it was back in the yeah. early 2000s. Bro. It was more like fear, like fucking yeah, on the wall. Marco Mealy, Willie Mason, all those. That's, yeah. Andrew Ryan, Steve Bosch, <laughs> that, that crew, bro. Even back when Sonny Bill was there. Oh, mate, he's, yeah, 04, I reckon, bro. Yeah. When he came onto the scene, that's what made me fall in love even more. Yeah, that bloke, mm. it was my idol growing yeah, up, bro. He was huge for an old back then, bro. Yeah, Big Willie. He's a gun, Sonny Bill, bro. He's one of the, one it the it wasn't just also on the field, it was off the field too with the fans. Like going to a game, I remember dad wouldn't take us to a Parham Bulldogs game. Pa- the they wouldn't do it at Paris Stadium anymore because it got too rowdy. It, it, it was rowdy, rowdy and that's, yeah. that was the, the persona that Bulldogs had. Yeah. Like, you know, they were a scary team on and off the oh, field. Yeah, nah, you're right, bro. Whereas now, you know, it sort of has lost that. Yeah, it has a bit. Sort of oomph you're right. It. I don't know if because the fucking world's changing. Well, this year, <laughs> yeah, this year, of course. <laughs> this year is soft. Hard. It's, it's a bit soft these days, yeah, this year especially. I don't think 2020 is a fucking oh, added fuck in the year. sample size. What a fucking. What a. Right off of you, mate, but that's all good. We're still kicking. Yeah, no. Still fuck. kicking, bro. We're full, like six months into it now as well. More. Bro, like, oh, bro, it's crazy. Bro, it was a weird time when it first happened, eh? When everyone, like, when it went into lockdown originally. Yeah. And it was just the unknown. Like, you know what was going on. Yeah. You know, everyone's losing their jobs or getting put off work yeah. or, you know, not being able to go to a footy game, not being able to do, mm. go out for dinner. You know, yeah, just bro. the little things in life. And it, it literally turned everyone's life upside down. But it made people stronger from it. 100%. But you bro. see, you see now, yeah, a lot of people have. have come out a lot stronger and mm. I'm loving it Brad to be honest not too not loving it to yeah at the start especially man because like with me like my life was always fucking too, yeah, yeah, yeah. always go 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 but I would never like watching the footy on a Saturday all day and all night at home that was that would never happen for me like yeah. pre-COVID just didn't have yeah. time no, I had no time bro. Yeah. I had no time and it was just when COVID hit, I'm like, bro, this is hectic. Like, bro, like, no gigs, no nothing. Not, no, you know, like, no stress, no anxiety. Thinking, oh, I gotta go to, I gotta go to a gig tonight. I can sit back and watch the game. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, that, that, on that side of things, like, and time with my family was the best. But I've, I've been hit on another side too. Like, yeah, of course, I'm, with I'm, no gigs, no gigs, no DJ so. work, nothing, man. So it's a, it's a, it's a big hole in your pocket. It's a hole in your pocket, oh, bro. For sure. and, and um, but bro, like I said, man, there's, there's fucking there's bigger problems in the world, brother, than that. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm just enjoying the time. We're healthy. Mm. That's it, bro. Yeah. That's the main thing. That's yeah. one thing yeah, I've learned in the like last this. year. Yeah, especially in the last year, bro. I've learned the health is key and and the importance of family, bro. Like, cause I haven't spent that much, this much time with my family since fucking ever. Like it's this year with COVID. So like, it, I've just known that you know the little things. You know, sitting at home watching the footy with my sisters or you know yeah. my mom, just chilling out, like having conversations that before you didn't have the time for. Yeah, hundred percent. You, know, like, you get to know them better. Get to know yourself mm. a bit better. Like. Your priorities Independence change. Hundred percent, man. Mm. Like, yeah, bro. Sometimes you just need to take that, pull up the handbrake a bit. Relax mm. as well. In Sydney, man, everyone's just fucking go, 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 just non-stop. Everyone like it now. Everyone's it's sometimes good just to breathe up the handbrake, take a sit, like step mm. back, and just relax. And I think this came out like for me anyway. Came at a good time. And well, a lot of people, yeah. bro. Even like people who are in the public sphere, like are saying it. Yeah. Slowed down their schedule and allowed them to prioritize shit because it. Like, if you didn't have a reason to stop before this, like, you probably wouldn't find one. Whereas exactly. now, fuck, you've been given no opportunity. You've got to kind of sit there and prioritise. Yeah, that's right, man. Build with the family. Whether I it's thought the you were making the most out of it, uh, doing some live stream DJ gigs. Then I got shut down after that. Facebook, shut, Facebook shut you down, like, because um, I don't own the rights to the music, because it's not my music. It's, I'm playing other artists' music. Yeah. Oh. Facebook seen it as in... It got real Bessie, man, yeah. yeah. Facebook seen it and Warner Music have links with Facebook so they notice that I'm doing videos and stuff and they're like thinking, am, I, am I profiting off it and they start they shut down the, so during my live stream you're kidding they well, shut they me down they cut me off 
Fuck it. I don't even know. Like, I'll be DJing. I'm, <laughs> I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. I look at my phone. I go, what the fuck's doing? Like, I, I look at my laptop. I go, I'm disconnected. I go, yeah, bro, shut me down. Oh, and they review, they review it for a couple of months. The <clears> video, <throat> and then if they're happy that you haven't sold anything using the music, right, money they release it. the claim. And you actually get a notification on your notifications in Facebook Same. saying Warner Music or Sony Sony Music has released your claim. Like it's all good. Like, but it's, well, it's fucking bad, bro. Well, yeah. yeah, and you can imagine us, like us, like DJs as well, like. Going from such a fucking routine, playing to thousands of people a weekend, yeah. to so like trying to trying to you know entertain people online using like virtual reality, pretty much not you know no, no, not, yeah, not, yeah. you know what I mean, and yeah. then fucking getting that cut too, it's a it's like a knife to the chest, bro. It's like <laughs> fuck, bro. Do you want us not to have fun? Like what well, are we? Yeah. Do you want us not to spread good vibes? That that's the that's the message we got. But mm. fuck, well, where you where you making money from it? Was well, there any, nah, yeah. nah, no, it was just, just for fun. Like, how, how could you? Really? Like, you can't. Yeah, I'll Unless like, you go on Twitch or something like that, exactly, where you can have people exactly, donating exactly, and subscribing exactly right, or whatever. Nah, but if you're bro. just doing a live stream on Facebook, it's just for the love. Like bro. I remember you were doing a live stream on Instagram once, and yeah. I jumped in. There was about 19, 20 people in there at the time, yeah. and I just started geeing the crowd up. I'm in there, you know, <laughs> I'm in the comments going, "Let's go, dance," <laughs> yeah, you know, and everyone starts sending emojis through. Yeah, bro. You know, drop the bass, go, yeah, go, Billy, and people keep it's. Keeping people interacting with you and keeping you that's exactly relevant, what, really that's keeping exactly you right. there because that's exactly why we're doing yeah. it, man. It's just like just because during that time too, it was at the start, everyone was freaking out. Everyone was freaking out. They didn't know what was going on with this whole COVID stuff, and we thought, "Fuck it, but we'll try to keep it as like, we'll just spit some good vibes and positivity." But Facebook police no, didn't want to no, it, so. Here no, we are. So, <laughs> so do you produce your own music as well, bro? Oh just... man, I've done a bit, but I oh, fucking nothing like back in the day. Yeah, bro, yeah. No, nothing too serious to to release now um, do it more for the love sort of thing it's or? more for the love now to be honest like it's just, uh, I just I just like uh, alright the way I see it bro you're either a producer or a DJ yeah. you, you can be both but your passion lies with one Yeah. to be honest like I don't have the patience to sit there and like to make a mixtape Yeah. It, bro the patience you need to have to do to listen to the same mix over to perfect it that kills me let yeah. alone making a beat from scratch but like I said man it, it, it's definitely obviously when I'm older like, you know, it's not I'm out of my, like, you know, I'm not going to be 50 going to nightclubs. Mm. If I've got some time on my hands, I will definitely get into it. But um, right now, it's just it's just DJ, man, not producing. Just for the love of it. Just for the love of it, for the fun. Yeah, it's it. almost like a producer makes what's hot, a DJ knows what's hot. Correct. Like, you know what's going on. You yeah, play yeah, that yeah. music that's fucked. Yeah. Everyone's, like, listening to it at the moment. And you even have a pulse on it before it fucking yeah. comes, eh? That's right. That's right, 100%. That's, you, you hit the nail on the head, brother. Like, that, that's pretty much what it is. So that, that's, the, that's the point of difference in... Producing a DJ and like right now I feel I'm a DJ. I don't feel like I'm yeah, a producer, yeah, 100%. and I've always felt that way. So maybe in the future, bro. But we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, I think we're gonna get industrial deafness soon, bro. So, uh, we'll back, back it off a bit, you know? Back off the, the speakers a bit. Yeah. You were um, live in the limelight when Roxy was pumping in Para, weren't you? Oh, bro. That was yeah. What a place that was, mate. Roxy. Fucking what a place, Roxy. I went to a few under 18s there, but I wasn't. 18 to go to Roxy before it closed down bro but I used to hear some stories yeah bro it was a Roxy give us one what what was your I won't give you an example but there's too many to remember off the top of my head like a a memory there but every time I play I'll I'll give you an example Friday nights it was just an unspoken thing that everyone just ends up at Roxy on a Friday night Sunday nights yes yes Sunday nights yeah Sunday nights in Parramatta was a thing (laughs) (laughs) it was a thing because it was just it was just like was, there was no WhatsApp. There was no none of this shit like planning stuff. It was just a thing. It was just like a unspoken story that everyone's gonna end up at Roxy on a Sunday. 
So you guys kick off your Sunday session if you want to go have something to eat in the Arvo, this is to chill out tunes by a DJ. You, you, everyone will just end up there, bro. Mm. The whole area will end up there. At Roxy. It was just unspoken. <laughs> and just the, the courtyard, bro, at Roxy, the courtyard, was not... It was, I've played in a lot of venues around Australia, bro. Not just Sydney, around Australia. I'm, I'm still to play at a local venue, local venue, like the Roxy Courtyard, bro. Especially that courtyard, wow. man. It is, oh, what, bro, th- imagine just a normal Sunday about a thousand people. And all locals too. Locals. You know, all the boys. All That's the... what it was. And the, if there was ever a drama, if there was ever a drama, it was, it was people out of the area that, that would yeah. come start a drama because they, they didn't know the culture. They thought they knew the culture, but everyone that, everyone that was there, just like, there for just a good, time. good vibes, bro. Yeah. That's all it was. Get pissed, leave at quarter to 12, 12 o'clock, go home, go to work the next day. <laughs> It was, it was rinse, rinse and repeat, bro. It was just crazy, man. It was just another... It's it was still sitting there unused now, isn't it? Like, they haven't done anything with it. They can't. I don't think yet, because um, noise complaints and all that stuff. They can't lock oh, the building yeah. down. It's a heritage listed building, so... Do you think they'll bring it back? Or not? They were Roxy talking about itself, it years ago, weren't they, bro? They will, yeah. I think they're going to... They, last time I heard, it needs a bit, about a couple of million dollars worth of renos mm. to get it to the standard it needs to be today. Yeah. But if they do bring it back, it's going to be... It's not going to be a nightclub. It's going to be like a little nice bar... Just the bore, same old boring Sydney hell. Yeah, yeah, just bro. another yeah. one. But no, bro, it was, it was, a, it was a place, man. I'll hold that for, in my heart. That, that venue will stay. I was resident <laughs> there for about five years, bro. Straight. I'll hold that every pla- weekend. Every weekend, bro. Friday, Friday and Sunday. I'll hold that, that place holds a piece of my heart, bro, forever. So. And how do you get into Roxy? How do I get into yeah, Roxy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, this how this how started. I'll tell you, this house. One of my mates um, used to run it. Give a shout out, Charlie Brown, DJ Charlie Brown. Oh yeah. Um, he used to run the Sundays there. And I, I started playing DJing in 2008. Bro, and 2008, I started DJing. I thought I was, bro, I thought I was a king, bro. <laughs> I thought I was the king. I thought I was the best. Bro, I was, a shit, I, I was the shittest, but I was, I was a bedroom shit DJ, but I was nothing. I had no skill, <laughs> no experience. So I said, hit up Charlie, right? Thinking I was, I was like Tiesto. Like, he owes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Charlie, man, they go. I'm, I'm only saying this because I'm older now and I have kids doing that to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie, man, I really want to play at Roxy, bro. Like, play he goes Bill oh when you're ready when you're ready you're right, when you're ready I go back I'm ready I'm, I'm ready, ready. I'm, I'm ready come like, on. you're not ready yeah you might he, he, I thought I was but back then I wasn't in a nutshell Albion Parramatta down the road used to hold hold Fridays and Sundays as well so their promoters their promoters um see me coming onto the scene I started playing a few clubs here and there then um they, they hit me up they go do you want to play Albion but they were, they were competitors yeah. Albion and Roxy was com- competition it was bad like very very bad like like, if you play there, you can't play there. That's how it was back then in Sydney. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Huge rivalry. Massive rivalry, yeah. bro. I go, fuck you. All right, why not? Like, all right, why not? Charlie bro? doesn't want me. Charlie doesn't want yeah. me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Albion. Let's go. Start playing at Albion. Yeah, I was going all right. I played a couple of sets there. Like, I was young. I was, I was shit. But <laughs> so in my eyes, I was, I was, I was like, I was a superstar, you know? But <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> and then, uh, right? And then, um, the, the, the worst time, I started playing at more venues. Then, started, a lot of hype started, like, started creating a lot of hype around me. Like, this local boy from the area. It's playing here, it's playing Yeah, the here. boys rocking up. Like Everyone, all my mates would rock up to yeah. my sets, bro. I'll like, have 30 people. Look, without me knowing, looking back at it now, again, bro, looking back at it, I think they're just my mates coming over, but coming out to, to just to support support me and stuff. But like, when I think about it now, try, try. it's not easy to get fucking 20 people to a nightclub now from your circle. Mm. Yeah. So we'll try, I have a birthday these days and try getting them to You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? You, you get 10. Exactly right. So I start, the, the hype started creating and Start playing all these venues, then Roxy found out. Then um, fuck, I I don't even remember exactly the convo. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> I, copped the, I copped the phone call one day. I copped the phone call one day. He goes, um, I got you playing. Up. Charlie rings me up. He goes, you're playing at Roxy. You're playing at Roxy this this weekend on Sunday. 
Are you serious? Okay, yeah. And bro, back then, like, like I said, the competition was was fierce, bro. Like you, you weren't allowed to do that. So I've done the dirty on, on Albion. <laughs> I've done the, okay, yeah, bro, no worries. I'll, I'll play. They say, anyways, they, I started playing. They say my name on the flyer. And bro, the, the rest is history, man. Start fucking playing there from with, with 09. Five years later. But literally. So, for, no, so 09 to 14 when it shut. Mm. Yeah, five years. So I started playing there. That's how it worked out, bro. Home. Yeah, the rest is history, bro. So. That's good. And if you didn't go to Albion and you didn't, you know, think you were ready, then mm. you wouldn't have got that call from Roxy. You know, you would have been waiting for Charlie to, exactly to hit you up and but you've gone out there and you've just thrown yourself out there and exactly. you knew what, yeah, fake it till you make it. You knew what you had. 100%. Back then I was a bit bitter. I was a bit, obviously, I was a bit bitter because like, I'm a fuck, bro. Yeah. Why is this guy playing? Yeah. Why is this guy playing? Yeah, I, do the same, I can do the same thing he does. But like I said, bro, when you build a house, bro, the first thing you do, you lay the slab, the foundation. Yeah. A strong, a good, strong foundation builds, like, it gives you a nice, strong house and a strong home, so... Saving a DJ or anything in life, bro. Build a good foundation, mm. and then the rest of it works itself out. So that that's nice. that's how it is, man. And then it took off all around Australia. That's it, bro. Yeah, yeah fucking. Then there, bro. I just I pinch myself sometimes, bro. I, what I, was I, the Australian tour? Where'd you go? Oh, I done. Uh, fuck, I played in Sydney. I, so I done the um the uh, Urban Sounds tour, which is um when they brought out Ja Rule, the Sharancy, Clinton Sparks, oh yeah, Eve Chingy. Um, that happened in 2017. And Billy <laughs> and me, <laughs> 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 no, that's bummed me up. I look, we done the Sydney show. <clears throat> we done the Sydney, Melbourne. What else? Did I do? Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Adelaide. Fuck it. A couple of other boys fuck done it. Perth and Northern Territory and all that. I didn't do that. But um, fuck, bro, it's, I still done three, three or four cities, man, which is pretty crazy. Major cities too. Major, yeah, the major ones too, bro. It was just a spin out, bro. I was like, is this really happening? Like, we we're in the hotel. Like, everywhere the artists were. We were with them. So when they're, they're having breakfast, when they're having lunch, when they're having dinner, where the DJs are with them. We're, you we were had, on tour. On tour like. with them. Because so, so, I'm having I'm having breakfast at the hotel. There was a soft hotel in Brisbane. Mm. Can't remember where. Never forget it. Bro, Ja Rule's sitting right opposite me. We're all having breakfast. Chingy's there. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> fucking eating. And I'm fucking, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Especially growing up in the 90s. Right. Guys, early 2000s. You're like, Bro, this is the biggest folks in the game. This is a shark. He is the... Jarrell to me was was like the tiger and the fucking and the pop smoke that's happening right now. Yeah, that that was the league that we're in back in back in the early two thousands and late nineties, mm. bro. It was just and you're sitting across the fucking I'm table having breakfast with him, bro. I swear to <laughs> God, I couldn't fucking believe it. Then he goes, "Yo, Billy, pass me the ketchup." Like, I was like, "What the, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Oh, yeah, buddy, take it." Tomato sauce, bro. Anything else I can get you, cuz? What else? I was playing all cool. I didn't say nothing. I didn't make. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I played it all cool. In my head, bro, I was fit. I was fanboying, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, hey, bro, it's gonna cost you fifty. Cents. <laughs> yeah. It'll cost fifty cents. Bro, I swear, <laughs> bro, I, was just, I swear, it was just a fucking spin out, and like, I'm like, I'm not meant to be here, bro. Like, I'm not meant to. Be How old were you at the time? Twenty-seven. Fuck. Late, like, yeah, not young, young, but not old, old. But yeah, um, no, that's still fucking early. 20, but like, I started playing when I was like what, eighteen. I started DJ because I got injured from footy. There you go. That's why. So that's, that's another. Made thing. Made the most me. out of it, bro. Hundred percent, bro. Because I, I couldn't. I done my ankle. Done my Achilles. I was playing for Guildford. Mm. I was playing for Guildford. Or was, it, or was that a parachute? One of them. Was that a parachute or was that Guildford? Because I, I, I fucking... I, I've done my Achilles. I was fucked. Couldn't play footy anymore. Then, bro, my mate had DJ decks at home. So, I wouldn't go to uni and stuff. I was on crutches. So, I just got to his house and fuck around. So, when I, it started from like a garage, bro. Like, you know, like a garage. Like, mm. there was tools on the, on the fucking wall. And, and I, when I was having... I swear to God, that's when I was having breakfast, breakfast on that table... I was thinking, I go, bro, what the fuck? Like, I never in a million years, bro, that I think I'll be doing this shit. From being in a garage, garage with to having breakfast with this this guy here that I still play his music to in nightclubs. Like, oh, yeah. 
but I developed some friendships, but I don't really keep in contact with them that much. So Clint yeah, yeah. Sparks, he sent me a bit of his music. I'll be still talk here and there uh, on on uh, on Insta and stuff. And um, Chingy, Chingy was alright. Two chickens of a bloke. He fell on. He fell asleep on my shoulder on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a moment. But um, bro, it's fucking uh, those bro, those experiences, bro. Like I said, man, just oh fuck, it, it spins me out. I pinch myself. Like, never in a million years did I think I'd be able to do that. I've supported a lot of other people as yeah. well, man. But that's all. That, that was proper, you know. Just like, made you realise. Yeah, that was proper, bro. That Everything was, you've put into it, is, it, it's all worth it. Hundred percent. All the all the hard work and time yeah. and effort and unbelievable. It's all bro. worth it. Hundred percent. And it's bro. a good story for people who think, fuck, six months down the track, they like they start DJing mm. or any craft. They like six, twelve months. Yeah. They're meant to be fucking, you know, on the biggest screen. The next big thing. <sighs> Whereas what you know, eighteen you started and you're on that tour when you're twenty-seven. That's nine years. That's not pretty much. And bro. that didn't happen overnight. You know, nah, you, you're bro. not there just because you know someone or whatever the case is that's the hard work and literally bro. effort you've put into it nine years 100 percent, bro it's just like, like i said you feel like when i first played at roxy and stuff i was like i, was, I thought i was meant to be there and i, I deserve to be there. i didn't deserve to be there bro looking back you actually got to look back you actually there, there, there's grind bro there's a big grind mm. especially in this art. people look look at the finished product a lot of the time 100%. they don't know they don't they look at me and think, fuck bro i don't know if they do or mm. not i'm just i don't know if people look at me like that but i'm assuming they do they look, oh fuck, Billy's playing here, why can't I play here? But people inbox me on Facebook and Instagram, they say, oh, how do I get into this nightclub? How do I, how do I, up and coming DJs, yeah. they go, how do I play this night? I go, bro, like, how long have you been playing for? They go, oh, six months. I go, bro, work, motherfucker. 100%. I'm like, bro, I used to fucking, I used to sit in my granny flat at my mum's house till four in the morning, bro. I'd just fuck around on the decks, bro. Not knowing, I was, gr- not knowing I was grinding, but I, I didn't see it as work. But look looking back at now, it's perfecting the craft, bro. Yeah. And like, 100%. people don't go through that. You gotta, you gotta fucking go through the bullshit. You gotta go through the fucking hard work, bro. The politics of it. The politics right. of it. You gotta, you gotta learn, cause you gotta learn your trade. You gotta learn how to read a crowd. You gotta interact with them without using words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta feel. And keep them engaged. You, right. you gotta keep them engaged. You gotta feel the energy. That doesn't come from fucking DJing in a bedroom, in, in your bedroom, bro. Oh, for sure, bro. I have. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I make playlists, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever said it's a good playlist. So I know how fucking hard it would be. You know what I mean? <laughs> to be a DJ. Right, it's fucking hard. <laughs> right, bro. To, like, to me now, yeah, it's, it's like second nature. It's like driving yeah, a manual yeah. car, you know? But someone like, it's not a DJ, like you said, bro, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Like, you can play a song. Like, a perfect example, you, you sit in the car, you got the aux cord, you plug them in. You're playing the shit you like, but the other people in the car aren't, exactly. aren't jamming. Yeah, that's next. what it is. But I guarantee you, but for Ulster fuckers in the car, I can play something where all of you will go, oh, you know what, this is all right. Even though these aren't big fans of the, of the artists that I'm playing, but you're still jammed to it because like it's just a, it just it comes with time and practice, bro. Music's one of those things that's hard to pretend you don't like something. Oh, 100 percent, bro. Because fuck, yeah. it moves you when you like something. It's a, yeah, it hits the soul, bro. It hits the soul, bro. It hits the soul. That's what it is, and that's the best part about DJ, bro. You control the emotions of people. It's just fucking. It. It's very. It's a. It's more to it. It's very powerful, bro. Like, you, mm. like I've, I've I've had moments, bro. I've been playing at there's not like when I was playing at Ivy and stuff for R&B Fridays, but there's the courtyard is is packed. Everyone's just having a good time. I actually stop sometimes. I swear to God, I put my headphones down and I just stop and think, "What the fuck am I doing, bro? Look, look what I'm doing. I'm making these guys so happy." Yeah. Mm. Just from music, just from, from music. being here, and, and it's exactly right. It, it, it's me in control of it. It's a fucking. It's a great feeling, bro. Oh, it would be great feeling, mate. Because it's not just you know you think of people when they're out, you know, drunk or whatever the case is, and just dancing. But it's not that like. Nah. 
I know, for example, you go to some clubs, you go like, I went once out to the main fiddler. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. early in the night, and I don't know what don't know the DJ that was playing, but it was shit. He was playing shit music and no one was on the dance floor, yeah. like at all. And he's there up there, you know, doing his stuff and no one was on the dance floor at all and it was because of the music. And then playing, another DJ came on. Yeah, well, that's it. He's playing for himself. And then another DJ come on and he's he's come on and he's said his stuff. He's G'd himself up, introduced himself and yeah. then started playing music. And about the third, fourth song, everyone just starts flocking to the dance floor. It's crazy. You know, and that's the power of the DJ. It's not just music. Like, it's, it's the environment they create as well. Atmosphere. Like, atmosphere. I think you see, like, the best way to see is when you go to, like, a silent disco... And you take your headphones off, and nothing, there's no music anywhere. Like it's fucking dead quiet, but everyone's just fucking dead quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you could imagine that when no one's wearing the headphones, that is your atmosphere that you're creating. Like everyone yeah. there is in the zone because of what you're doing. Of course. And that's like that experience that you create. That's your role as a DJ, I guess. That's right. what that's the, what's what gets you addicted to it, bro. It's that feeling, the adrenaline rush, and that, that feeling of uh, not control. I don't like using that word, but just. Just seeing, just spreading positive just influence, positive in influence yeah. yeah. And making people's nights, bro. That's the best part about it. 100%. That's all it is, man. Fucking yeah, it's fucking hectic. All started from the Roxy. Yeah, bro. The that, Roxy Albion. Uh, that was on my first club gig. Yeah. Albion and all that was on my first club gig. It was, I was playing the cross. I, started, I got my first club gig in the cross. That's when Albion started seeing the traction. And I started playing in the cross. Oh, okay. I started playing yeah. the Sapphire. I'm not sure if you remember Sapphire. No, that's Sapphire. Too young, yeah, fuck you boys. <laughs> Sapphire was a, was a common place for rugby league place to go on a, yeah. on a weekend in King's Cross. Small venue, but, but um, started from there, bro. I got booked on a Friday night. I started playing at 2.30 in the morning. Ever, I'll be, I was around 2.30 in the morning, bro. Bro, I played for like an hour and a half, half an hour. All my mates came down. I literally played for like 45 minutes, bro. Yeah. And, and I, I was loving it too. That's sick. But I was oh, normal back like then. That, yeah. It means so much. Bro, it was fucking amazing. So that's what happened, bro. That was my first... Uh, like King's Cross gig before that I played in at Mars Lounge which is a little bar um, off uh, Oxford Street I think it is and then bro just the rest followed bro and just that's the here you are here I am today <laughs> here mate you are. I almost the way I look at your story is that you believed in yourself though like you look back and you're like fuck like I wasn't meant to be here yeah but at that time if you didn't believe in yourself you wouldn't have went to Albion yeah when, when Roxy said to you like are you ready like not yet bro like you believed in yourself whether it was whether it was too much, fucking who knows? But it got you to where you are because you fucking went to Albion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't. You didn't. It pretty much knock down that opportunity. You're right. It's just I've always it sounds a bit cocky saying that, but no, bro, it's just I, I never failure mm. was never in my mind. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. It was never like oh if if I want to make it was it was just a matter of when I'm going to make it. Mm. When I'm gonna, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, when I say make it, I'm not fucking I'm not playing that stereo sonic and I'm not, yeah. but. To keep, Your keep, definition. My definition of making it because all I wanted to do was play in one nightclub. And I, I said I'll hang up the headphones. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, bro, that, that's how it was back then. Failure was never an option. I never thought if, 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 and bro, it's just, it was just, uh, it's just bizarre, bro. And like, you know, just stick it, stick at what you're good at, and mm. you know, just keep smile on your face and just keep doing. Enjoy what you're the process. Enjoy the process. And trust wins. the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've done. Like, I did it without even knowing I was doing it. You were enjoying. As you said, you were up till four a.m. in your mum's. Uh, garage yeah. just, just working at it and you didn't know that you were grinding but you were just perfecting yeah, your craft like 100%, trusted the process it. and enjoyed it that's one thing I've learned bro from this whole journey man it's just it's fucking just trust that's it, the thing good. bro people say you know I want to be a millionaire and then they don't enjoy getting to that million and then once they hit a million it's like alright what well, I still hate what I'm doing but yeah. I've got a million bucks but yeah, yeah. the million bucks doesn't take over mm my life like my life's still 
not where it's at. That's what. So you got to enjoy getting there. The famous Gary Vee always yeah. says is, "There's more, there's more miserable mo- um, millionaires than you know." Hundred percent. Because I think that once I get a million, I'm meant to be happy. Mm. Like, once, once I get to this number. I'm meant to be happy. If you're not happy along the way, it's not going to fucking come attached to something. Well, that's it. You've got to take the little wins. Like, to get to a million, you still, you got to make a thousand. You've got to make a yeah. hundred bucks. So, like, set the little goals. Don't go, like, I'm going to get this and then my whole life's going to be complete. Like, get to a hundred bucks and then, you know, then it's a thousand, then it's ten thousand. Work your way out. Enjoy the little wins. And then, once you get to the end, it's the accumulation of that whole journey where you've gone, fuck. Look at how much I've developed as both a person and my craft, and I'm here. It's the journey, know. you know, for sure. It's the journey, not the destination, as they say. So, yeah, bro. You tell me, yeah, fuck, I know. It's just, it's all about the journey, brother. And you would have, like, those Fridays and Sundays, like, you would have just been fucking perfecting your craft, like, no right. tomorrow. And Looks, you might not view it as that 100%. at the time, but, fuck, was that's all, like, was training like, footy every weekend. It was training, bro. That was my training. On site, when you're playing, is your training at the same time as the DJ. Whether it's a house party or a nightclub, you're learning. You learn every day. Bro, I still learn now. Yeah. I, I test myself now. I do shit now on the decks that I think, fuck, bro, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this. Mm. And if it works, then you go, yep, all right, I'll be using that next. So again, if exactly it doesn't work, all right, sweet. Exactly right, we'll move on. Next. Yeah, bro, especially like in that area too, man, I'm playing, sometimes I'll, I'll play Thursday nights sometimes. Wednesday nights. I'll go from Wednesday. I'll go from Wednesday to Sunday. And it was normal, bro. Yeah. Like, look, I'm talking Wednesday. I'm not talking finishing at midnight. I'm talking we're finishing at three in the morning. And then still working that. Go and go gig. work full time. Go work full time. In the firm I used to work at, mm. like at seven, at eight, and bro, I'd be on four hours sleep. <laughs> Lots of stage where like I'd get home, my mum would leave, get up at four thirty to go to the markets. My mum's a florist, no, no. so I'd get home, my mum's leaving to go to the markets to go get florists, and it's on a Wednesday night, bro. And I'm rocking up, and she's like, what, "Look, what's going on? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> where, where, where? <laughs> it's a fucking Wednesday. It was hard, bro. It was fucking hard, bro. <laughs> my parents like at the start when I first got into it, they're like, you know, because the scene back then, bro, King's Cross back then, was another beast, bro. It was just like. Very drug affiliated, very, very sexualized as well with the strip clubs and stuff. It was, it was, it was very scary. Me being a parent now, bro, like, if my, like, I'll be worried for my son going in there and, and mm. doing all this. So, so, yeah, bro, like, see, like, me being a parent now, seeing, like, I couldn't, I couldn't get more, like, if my son said to me, not said to me, if I see my son rocking <coughs> fucking 4 a.m. On, on a Thursday morning, 5 a.m. on a Thursday morning, I get worried, bro. But, like I said, man, like, you keep your. Keep your eyes on the prize and just don't get distracted by all the other shit around you, like the drugs and the women and all that stuff. And bro, just if you're focused, you, you can't fail. I think it's a lot of bro how the world's just developed now. Like you see at the footy game the other week, the stabbing at the like junior footy game. Yeah, it's bad. You know right? what I mean? Like you worry about your kid even being able to play sport safely mm. now. So it's fucked. You know what way are we headed in that sense? It's the rap culture. Like, it's just fucking. The, a lot of the rap scary. cultures are influenced, like especially I'm not gonna name any names, but like. People support certain crews, and it's, it's sad, bro. It's just like music's not for that. Mm. I reckon, like I said, like I was speaking before, but music should be for the soul and and, and just to spread positivity and good vibes. Mm. Mm. Well, these Australian rap groups, bro, they've got to. I think they've got to take the stand and go. You know what? We're, we're all Australian. Yeah. Let's all fucking make it. Don't That's worry it. about West versus East versus South. South, you know, whatever the case is. Like, don't worry about all that. Put that aside. So in other words, Let's we, make need it. A, <laughs> we need the Australian group, uh, rap groups to get together and make the Noonan fucking national anthem. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Hundred, bro. Hundred. That's it. You can't, like, what I can do, I can, like, the, what I can do to help that, that department, what's happening in the world, is just obviously just be fair like not fucking side on with any rap group because we're like obviously we're, we're in the same same scene as them we don't like we, we, we support everyone we, we just don't pick any very signs. neutral yeah very neutral very neutral grounds that's that's our way as djs we can help make the world a better place in that aspect but um 
Yeah, bro, just follow it for the right reasons, bro, not for the wrong reasons. 100%. Mm. And did, uh, did your passion at that time when you were growing up in that scene when it was a bit rowdy mm. in the city and around Roxy and whatnot, like, oh, <laughs> did your passion allow you to kind of put the blinders on and just bro, yeah, stay the, focused on your craft? I, I think what it was is just because, bro, how old are you? You boys are younger than, a lot younger than me. Mm. Bro, back then it's that you, you wanted to you wanted it's like making an NRL debut, bro. You want you want to play NRL so bad, like you make the sacrifices and you you, you only have tunnel vision for your debut and to make to make your NRL debut and all that sort of stuff. Back then, like DJing the same sort of thing. You don't want to get don't get me wrong. You can have fun, have fun, but I'm not saying fucking go there like a or drive, <laughs> yeah, you know, or like a stiff cunt. Sorry, can you swear on this? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't want to be an uptight prick, you know what I mean? Go there, but the vision was um, just, bro, like, you wanted to excel. You wanted to play at those top night clubs. Like, bro, in the, playing in King's Cross was the goal. Playing in the in the cross as a DJ was like playing in the NRL. So, you, you wouldn't want to do anything to jeopardise that. You do whatever you can to, to get there. So, you, you wanted to play at Trademark. You wanted to play at Dragonfly. You wanted to play at the bank. You wanted to play at Sapphire. The Primo clubs back then. So you, you wouldn't do anything to jeopardise it. So you wouldn't do anything to fuck around in a nightclub that the licensee won't like. And he, he will never have you in that nightclub again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just it was tunnel vision, but it wasn't if it makes if it makes sense. Well, have no, fun, no, but no. but focus on the end goal. Like you didn't get was. you didn't get you know wrapped up in the in the drama. No, nah. like you had fun. Yeah, no, no, it was fun that allowed you still to focus. Hundred percent. Be very, a DJ. Very easy to though. Mm. Oh, I could imagine. For sure, a, I could imagine. In the cross, <laughs> being a DJ in, in, in the mid 2000s, bro, being a, a DJ, you, you got that much pool, you can do whatever they want. Mm. If you want to smuggle something into a nightclub, the guards won't look at you. You can, you can, make, you can do business on the side, but you can do whatever you want, but it just comes down to your character and to your person. Like, and, bro, like I said, like, I, grew up, like, I grew up having it a bit hard, so, you know I mean? Seeing a lot of drama happen, unfolding my life, I didn't want to be a part of that, I was never on the radar. Like, I was never into yep. making a quick buck because I knew what a quick buck can do to you. The, yep. the quicker you make it, the quicker you lose it. So, that's yep. that's one thing that my upbringing uh, kept me down the straight and narrow. And Yeah, bro, thank God. But like I've seen people go down the wrong track. Mm. Starting off as DJs, ending up in jail. Yeah. Because mm. they turn into... Yeah. They turn into something uh, else, you know? Mules. Yeah. Mules, yeah. They turn yeah. into something else. No, <laughs> they're not mixing music. They're mixing other stuff. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, bro, thank God. I stayed down the straight and narrow and here I am. Beautiful. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, it making uh, making rep sides in rugby league. Oh fuck! I don't know. A bit on the other side oh, of uh, your career. <laughs> Twenty nine years old, right? Last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, Tell I, I, I got lucky, bro. bro. I, I got lucky, bro. How I had did block, that come, bro? I had a fucking I don't, know, I don't even know that comp I played in. I was selling the, t- the tertiary comp. Um, they ha- it's like a, it's like a mini NRL comp. So it's all the unis and stuff playing together, like uh, from all around New South Wales. I, I think I had a, I had a blinder the, the week before they selected the team. And then, um, yeah, bro, it's got nom- I got nominated. And then fucking broke up the phone call for the team manager saying, mate, I think you're in. I go, what? I go, what? I go, what for? Like, what's going on? They go, oh, fuck, yeah, they want you to, to play Metro West, which is the country, to versus the city team. In, in the footy match, I go, bro, what, what do you mean? I go, bro, are you serious? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Hung up the phone, got, got, got another call. Oh, bro, I couldn't believe it. I was ecstatic. My missus goes, oh, what happened? Everything all right? Did you get a big gig? She thinking I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just made the fucking rep team. What? My wife, mind you, bro, never watched a footy game of mine in my in her life. Never, never, never watched a game of what? mine. Even when we were at Wenny, when we were playing at Wenny, never, bro, never. Just, never, bro. Like, I just, she goes, I can't see you, like, get tackled and get, oh, you know, oh, you know, oh. she, she, she's not a, that side of things. Not oh. a West, she's not a Westy, uh, typical Western Sydney girl, you know, um, 
Bro, I was just so she never watched me. So that that was the first game she watched, and my son was there too for the first time. Oh, it was young, young boy. What a feeling, bro! <laughs> fuck, it was that was that was a dream, bro? Because like my dream growing up wasn't was to become a DJ, bro. Because music wasn't on the radar, bro. All to play in the NRL, yeah. but like obviously as you get older, you know that you're not gonna. It's it, your your chances of making it is a, bit, is a bit harder. Never say never. So, but it's obviously a bit harder. Mm. My next my next goal was to obviously keep playing. To one day my son can watch me, and bro, fuck when that happened. To happen at that rep game and too, rep game. Yeah. bro, it was fucking just unbelievable, man. It's great, great achievement, man. It was, I loved it. It was the best thing. Start the universe aligns, huh? <laughs> <laughs> bro. It was, it was crazy, bro. The universe aligns, eh? Unbelievable. Like man. you, probably even subconsciously, just had that in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, fuck, I'd love for my son to come watch me just, play on a high level. Fuck. But it was the best thing, bro. I was just like, like when you see the, all the boys, my teammates who have their kids, and after the game, the kids run up to him. I, I, this is before I had my wife had our, had our first boy, so yeah. I think fuck. You don't bro. know the feeling, yeah. You don't know it, bro. You think you do, but you don't. Yeah, you, you, won't, like, you don't know the power a child brings mm. to your life, bro. And the love. I think, bro, this this would be a mad feeling, bro. And like, bro, thank God, it was mad after the game. We went up to the sideline. I think Channel Nine cameras were all there because New South Wales Cup was oh, playing after yeah. us. Yeah, really. and, uh, I remember the photo of you. Yeah, holding him here, bro. It was just <laughs> when I held him that at that moment. That's when it hit my like, bro. Fuck, you know what, bro? This is this is this is my path, and I'll, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change this moment. For anything, bro. It's all worth it. Yeah, 100%. Bro. Everything I've done is all worth it. 100%. That's fucking. How old was he at the time? He was still a young fella, so much. That's five, six months, bro. He didn't know what was going on, but <laughs> yeah. it was still it's just fun. to have that, yeah, feel, to have that moment. Fuck, I'll take it next year, it'll be, about, it'll be about two next year, so it'll be a bit more switched on. And, <laughs> yeah. and he'll probably Maybe be right on the field with us, so. Get a country. Yeah, country I, call I don't think I can do that no more, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, my knees, gonna... are, my knees are feeling them now. 30 years old, mate. My knees are feeling it, but. Just go see Coach Troy Savage. Bro, he's a freak, eh? Fuck he's me even, dead, He's bro. a freak, huh? Fuck me dead. <laughs> he's not human, bro. The way he can move. But it all comes down to repetition and practice and Great. perfecting your craft, really. What's the backstory on Troy Savage? Troy Savage is a player, he played for, he, he's in the top 30 for para back oh. in the day. Played a lot of cup, never debuted, I don't think. Played for Mandy, was, he was toiling, he was just a player that was good enough, but it was just toiling away in reserve around the whole time. Mm. I think he done, he done his bicep or he's done his knee he got injured because he wasn't that mobile uh, like his flexibility was shit like he couldn't touch his toes like he, was, he, was, he was playing like a high, high level of footy but I he can relate to this bloke bro I'm the same, <laughs> I'm the same. He, could, he was just not flexible and stuff always had back problems while playing then he retired from footy that he started he became a fitness coach and bro part of his regime is uh, mobility bro this guy the way he moves the way he can like do the splits now and wow. put his head to the floor he's like a gymnastics you look, yeah. you look at him, you think he does gymnastics. You wouldn't think he's a league player. Yeah. He was a gun league player. And brother, he just start like he just shares his content online and stuff. But he's fucking, he's very good, bro. Just what he does, shows you stretches to help you relieve pain, and oh, it's just unbelievable. To go from fucking can't touch your toes to, brother, to pretty much splits, goes, splits and splits and head on the floor, <clears throat> mate. Unbelievable. It's good to watch, bro. It's good to you look at him, you think, wow, man, like it's mad to watch, eh? It it's would good be, to watch. it'd be satisfying watching him be able to stretch like that, bro. You. <laughs> Focus on yourself and you're like, holy fuck, if I could move like that, bro. I'd be so loose. Bro, I'm, mm. I'm that tight, my body is that tight, like, all my trains and stuff, bro, remember JC, because yeah. he used to stretch, stretch me out, and Ray used to stretch me out at training, they used to go to me, they go, Billy, I don't know how you walk, let alone play footy, like, I'm that tight, bro, like, I can't touch my toes, but, uh, it's, yeah, bro, it's like, uh, go back to what you're saying, Troy, Troy Savage, stuck to his craft, he was exactly like us, and, bro, the, guy, the guy's a freak now, man, so, wow. it's a testament to him, mate.
Sort of like a little minor surgery on it. Like yeah. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't oh. that bad. It was just like a, a lot of re- it was more surgery, rehab. It was more rehab, but because yeah. Achilles holds your fucking calf. Yeah. So pretty much, bro, when it, when it happened, I rolled my ankle and then like my calf moved up a bit. Like because oh. yeah, it wasn't. It was pretty bad, bro. But um, we got through it, bro. I was young, so I got through it. I was never the same player after it. They say that about Achilles. You never, you never to this day. You never the same player after. And mine was never that bad, bro. Mm. Like I can't, you know when you hear the people snap the Achilles, snap the Achilles. Bro, it is probably apart from ACL, it's probably the next worst injury. Well, Kevin Durant, we painful. saw last year. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah. Two, yeah, last year I think was it, or the year before? Two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Versus the Raptors, just fucking. Bro. You've seen it actually on air. The Achilles fly up, fly up and, like he's fucking elastic. Yeah, like boom. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is fucked. So I, I saw. I rolled my ankle, which was a severe. Was a, three, a great three ligament tear in the ankle, which was Shit. fucked. So I, I had swelling from that all the, all over my foot, mm. not just on the outside. It was all over my foot, like my toes flared up. Flared, I couldn't put shoes on, bro. It was fucking horrible. Plus the Achilles tore a little bit, so wasn't yeah. like like I said, I'm blessed. It wasn't that bad. It was just it pretty much healed itself. But um, yeah, it was the rehab was hard, but bro, I was I was never the same player back mm. after it. So allowed you to find your passion. Yeah, it did, bro. It's, that's yeah. a bro. It's crazy. Like I said, bro, music wasn't on my mind, and they're just fucking the way the world works. It's so crazy, bro. It just crazy. brings you back. Sometimes God taps you on the shoulder. Right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I said, bro, like, this is my path. I don't regret it. It's got me to where I am today, bro. It's given me what I've got. Happy days, mate. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Happy good. days. Happy days. Like that year, a couple of years ago at Wenny when we uh, won the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I was took it out. Fucking that. That, 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 that Mad Monday went on for three days, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking DJing <laughs> for it. Oh, Bro, down at Wenny, you know, the car park yeah. there, you bought your set, we had a mosh pit. Oh, bro. There was a big like, mosh pit on Sunday night. You know the cantinis? Yeah. The cantinis yeah. at Wenny, bro. We set, up, we set up there at the deck. We played on a Sunday. I didn't play because I was overseas for like six weeks. Yeah. So it wasn't fair for me to play. Coach, coach thought it was best I I'll shit it out. <laughs> I'm, not very, I'm very grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Simon. Yeah, I'm <laughs> shout out, Simon. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> um, like this, bro. But you know what? But it was fucking just that side, bro. We had bro, it was fucking just, just a good side, bro. And that part, bro, we had, it was called Silly Sunday because obviously we played on the Sunday, but we backed it up. I think till Monday. Monday we kept going, went to the park. Well, we ended up at Villy's, was it Villy's place? Villy's place after the game, yeah. yeah same thing, yeah. you ended up bringing your DJ kids yeah, there. Yeah, right. We're going in the fucking backyard in Greystone until 6am, whatever Cops the case come. was. Cops come. Cops come, they come out the back with us all. Oh, bro. They're going to shut it down and we're like, you know, we're, we're giving them all the sweet talk they want to hear and they let us keep going. They just said, turn it down a bit. Till 6am, I swear. But I, I went home, I think I went home for an hour, I shut my eyes for like, Two hours, changed my clothes, had a shower, went back, and then we went to Maryland's. Maryland's Park. Park. Yeah, we and we linked up there and just kept going. <laughs> I can't do that now, mate. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no way I'm doing that now, man. Fuck, it was only three years ago, too. But man, Monday without cameras is a fucking bruh. mother. Yeah, bro. It's it's another another needs to be done, bro. Because it needs to be done. It's good, bro. That's, That's like, it, bro. It's like you a whole Christmas season, party man. for fucking corporate, bro. Exactly right. These guys put their bodies on the line. Like, I get it C grade, but you're still fucking copying it. 100%. It's just out there in the public face, really. That's the thing, like... Lawyers and all these companies, you know, they, they go have their business party and get 
Ten times rowdier. <laughs> Worse. Can you but, imagine? You know, because they're, they're not in the it. public eye. I've seen yeah. it first yeah. I've seen, bro, I've done corporates. I swear to God, I've seen like CEOs of fucking big companies. I'm not going to name names, but, bro, just getting getting wild, but, bro. Yeah. That's what I've seen with the footy boys. Wow. I'm like, why wasn't this in the media? Mm. They're showing me what they want to show you. You know what I mean? Like, it just... They might, like, have the, they might have to cash say that image. Well, they just yeah. know it sells, really. Yeah. They know they can come on a, on a Tuesday and go, look at... Look at what Manly done on their Mad Monday, and, and it's going to sell. You know what it is, Gabbro? It's, it's that one minute of someone does something, not even out of line, a bit rowdy. It's that one minute that they're caught on mm. camera. And you can twist and it And they well. twist the narrative, 100%. bro, and they, and they fuck it up, bro. And they, they ruin lives over that, bro. You can ruin fucking mm. lives. It's not nice, bro. It's not. Mm. I'll watch what I put up on social. If I'm at a gig now, if I'm recording, I'm very strategic about um, what, what I put up yeah. on social media, and stuff, especially now during these times, bro. Like I'm saying, everyone, everything's responsible now. Everyone, Everyone's very responsible at the venues, but... You just gotta be cautious, bro. Not not yeah. for anything. Just something so innocent they can twist. And it's not even yeah. It's not even the illegal shit that we're saying is the wrong yeah, thing. Because no. fuck, if you do illegal shit, yeah. Mad Monday or not, fuck that. But it's the shit they twist that is just we un- like. You understand these guys are on a Mad Monday. All right, like they're gonna get rowdy. Yeah. But if they're not doing anything mm. illegal, well, half the time they get a pub, they close it off. So it's literally they're- the whole team will be at the pub. Mm. There's no public there. They've got media, they've got, uh, sorry, paparazzi and whatnot across the road, mm. you know, waiting for that something that 30 seconds, that, that, that minute where they can jump in and go. Passing so, out at 6am on a fucking bin. Bro, that was a Tuesday for me back in the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at Joe and John. The, <laughs> that, that was a Monday for him. <laughs> <laughs> you no. see, the 6am, they went on news. That The famous interview with Matty Johns and, and Joey Johns. Oh, he's running through 2001 or whatever it was. <laughs> Imagine that now. Oh, like, that's your whole contract torn up. See you later, have a good day. Further further than NRL players, Carl Stefanovic, every night after the fucking Australian Media Awards. Because of the Logies. Bro, every Today Show. Yeah. There's been like two, two, three Today Shows where he's just been fucking. Bro, blind. Like, he hasn't slept. He's. What? He's got the same suit on his last night. Yeah, stuff, DJ. I didn't know that. That's why. They took him off the show originally. Fuck, bro. Let's call him out for a night, man. Yeah. Boys, to touch on what you said about the media, um, Dylan Brown, the 5'8 for Parramatta, um, for one of my uni assessments, I showed you boys, I did a documentary on him, and that article that came out about um, he wanted to go to Warriors and all that, do you remember reading that? Yeah. yeah. He he told us, the thing went, we, we asked him what happened, like we didn't record it obviously for defamation and all that, we didn't want to shit on that guy's name or whatever that released the article but what he said was that um the guy that interviewed him put his own little twist on it he um asked dylan a question dylan answered that question then later asked him another question but used that answer from the previous question for that one which then fucked dylan big time and then caused a massive media shitstorm for para so you're right the media twist everything to their favor just for stories again but was was this guy part of one of those big corporation newspapers or these i think so yeah it got Released to Fox, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think so. Like, it was a while. I can't remember the name or anything like that, but it did the rounds. Everyone was sharing it, and everyone was like, fucking no, Dylan, you're going home, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'm not. Like, I didn't say I wanted to. It's just that, yeah. Man, in this day and age, there's so many media outlets that you can go to and be like, I trust these people. And there's so many narratives. Like, you get it, because it's at the end of the day, it's um, the modern way. You grow up, you think like, a, ta- a Daily Telegraph piece is fucking hectic, like all these yeah. different stuff. But nowadays, bro, these players, you're starting to see it over in America, and hopefully it starts happening now, like it slowly is, I guess, with all your different kind of um, 
individual media outlets, you want these players to control their own narratives. Of course. You don't you don't want to... Like, as a player, you'd want to control your own narrative. You don't want to be going yeah. to the Telegraph where you have no idea how they're going to twist and turn it. Mm, of course. Well, That's... you see that happening now with, like, Sean Johnson, and there's a few players now that when something happens, an incident happens, they come out on their social media and... Say their side of the story. Yeah. And then it literally just shuts it down. That's, what, that's and how that's, it should be done. Yeah. I think a lot of the NRL clubs, I think a lot of the NRL clubs, um, their PR managers tell them what and what they can and can't say. Mm. But some players just don't give a fuck, mm. bro. They just mm. want to put, put it to bed, which I think is great. But it's awesome. It's just, you get straight to the source, ask it, yeah. ask it the question. They'll come out, put it to bed, and that's it. It's done, mm. bro. Like, bro, Latron Mitchell at the start of the year, out of cover, all those dramas going on with them going to the fight. Bro, like, just, it's just too much. Mm. And it takes a toll on, on someone like bro. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not in the media spotlight, but as a human being, I can't imagine the toll will take on someone. Right, Latrell Mitchell is what 23, 24. He's a kid. He's a kid. He's, he's, he's a, a boy. He's a young boy. He's a kid, mate. And imagine everyone in Australia hating you because of what's going on in the paper. And you know, you're going the away to see your family. Mm. They don't know. Yeah, that's not the right story. But you've got people sending you death threats. Uh, you know, purely because what's going on in the media. Like that's not right, and that's where the media should be held responsible for things yeah. like that. Because Let's just say Latrell Mitchell was weak-minded and didn't have that support system that he had. Quits NRL. Quits NRL. Fucking look at yeah, look goes down a bad path. Like it's not good, man. It's not good. But that's where Australia's teardown culture starts, bro. In the big news outlets, because you grow up literally hearing all the negative sides of people. You never see the wins. Like it's always the negative. So then, when you get to this point where you're, you're trying to make it, the only way that you know to, you can make it is by tearing down other cunts. Like mm-hmm. tearing them down, ruin their reputation. Then I'll come up in and take their spot. Because if he's yeah. there, how am I going to get there too? Yeah, like, if he's the fullback for Roosters, how am I going to make fullback? So, yeah. get him out of there, I'll go in. Like, that's how, that's what the culture they've portrayed and, like, in drill, envisioned mm. into all these young people. So, yeah. like, and it's just, it's terrible. Like, that's why no one wants to collab, no one wants to do anything, no one wants to get people on podcasts and share their stories. Because it's just that teardown culture, like. 100%, man. I think it's slowly shifting. Which is we're, a yeah, good we're sign. getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, no, we are. There's a couple of, I've seen a couple of people online start, like, Couple of sports um, pages as well, going straight to the source, asking yeah. the question. Which, which, like I said before, man, we need it, bro. It's just, it's just fucking, it's too much, and we just, um, we need to try and flush them out or try, or get, mm. try get them the big, the big corporations to um, just spread the good stuff, you know, not not make up mm. shit. But then again, that's what that's what keeps them in business. Yeah. Clickbait, yeah. you know what I mean? Clickbait. They, they've is, they've uh, had the opportunity of moving off. It's weird because it's like a monopol- monopolistic industry, not a yeah. company. Correct. So like fucking the. You know, the Daily, Her- uh, whatever, the Herald, the Telegraph, whatever. They all are a monopolistic industry, so they don't need to have a standard. They just yeah. need to be better than fucking their competitors. Agreed. So now, you've got all these media companies, like, say, stuff like, like even Hustler, mm. bringing that straight to the source kind of stuff where people can come, they know what the fuck's going on. Mm. They know they're going to have a chance to talk, to tell their side, tell parts of the story. Like, it's not going to be like, you can't say this, you can't say that. It's not going to be like... It goes away, gets edited, and mm. shit gets grabbed from it, like sound grabs. Yeah. Just raw shit, raw so straight to truth. That's it, bro. Because success is measured in clicks now. Like that's how yeah. people measure success. Well, like how many clicks, how many likes am I getting? If we've I'm been getting very uh, women, verbal in our our um, distaste for fucking the Daily Mail. They're, yeah. they're <laughs> the epitome of that. Right, click. click. As long though, as they get clicks, that's it, mate. That's all they're after. Well, that's what them. Like you understand it, but. You can understand it and not agree with it, I think. Like, oh, I yeah. understand why the fuck they do that because people see a headline and they're like, holy mm. oh, shit, let me check. Even if it's for two seconds, on the Daily Mail's end, it's a, it's a click. There's money 
money to be made from quick. One thing I've learned, bro, the 90-second rule, bro. If I say something, naturally your body is going to think, is going to react to it. Yeah. 90 seconds, you're going to get emotionally, you're going you're to feel the emotion. So if you see a headline, you're going to emotionally like, feel like sorry, like say if it's a bad story, you're going to feel sorry for the victim. But then, or then once I stop for 90 seconds, then I read, then I go back and reassess the, I fall and read an article. Mm. I look at the headline again, then like, then I'll say, oh, oh hang on. Okay, is it really as bad as they're making it out to me? People, a lot of people see the head, see a headline and they automatically react based on the reaction. They don't give it a nod, they don't wait and then like, and, and then it's like sleeping, almost like sleeping on something. On a yeah, Same sort of thing reading a headline. Like that's what I do now. So I don't, I don't judge straight away. I don't yeah. jump, I don't jump straight mm-hmm. away. I don't post what I feel straight. I wait and smart rule, bro. That's that that is a very smart rule. It, it is, allows bro. you to um, assess both sides 100%, too. Bro. It's just it's well, a lot of people don't. A lot of people you see, and you can see that in the comment section of a lot of places. <laughs> go to the comments. Go to the comment section, people. and it's just hate. If it, if if the story's tearing down Latrell Mitchell, you see the first hundred comments are just tearing down Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Or ten thousand. As you said, it's probably based on their first initial initial reaction because sometimes you read stuff and yeah, you go. What the fuck? And the oh, sad why is he doing is, that? Or whatever the case was. The sad thing is sometimes it's also pre, pre like a pre-bias. Like they already have a bias. They want to hate Latrell Mitchell because of yeah. this, that, the other. Might be the team he plays for. Might be mm. his race. Like all these people want to rip down someone and as soon as they see a Latrell Mitchell headline yeah. they're like, fuck yeah, let me go in. Let's rip in. Yeah, mm. you're right. All have like 10,000 likes on these hateful comments and you get down to like their 100th comment. Nice comment. Latrell, hope to see you doing well. One comment. Oh, one like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a lot of culture, mate. But <sighs> We're changing that. And the sh- yeah, it's changing. That's it, bro. What you boys are doing, Hustler, mate, you guys are good, man. That's Spreading the that good content and getting straight to the source, bro. It's good. Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the plan. And that's where you see a lot of other companies, uh, other not, a lot of businesses are doing that now as well. They're trying to cut out the middlemen. This really is unfiltered. Is that a nut hanging out? Sorry, boys. On. If yours might like it, bro, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get that over 18 click on for the yeah. right now, bro. We'll have to do explicit content warning yeah. <laughs> Legs on show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's um it's something we're trying to build here. Yeah, it's good. Is that that um unbiased in a sense. Obviously we have opinions on things, yeah. but allowing it to be that platform for be like discussion. Like, you know, like we break down the wall. Reality. Yeah, like we all don't have break the same views wall. on a lot of things, but that's why it's good having the three of us because we all talk from a different angle, you know? Like, Blocker might see it from one way and Sean will see it from another way and I'll see it from a different way from both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just being able to have a discussion, break down all that barrier shit mm-hmm. and just get to actually what's going on. Oh, that group because not right. everyone's right. Not everyone is right. Like, 100%. my opinions aren't correct. Your opinions aren't correct. It's it's opinions. Yeah, 100%. And Great. having that discussion and it's an open discussion, you know? Like, we'll sit here, buddy having a good old discussion for 10 minutes and then at the end of it it's like that's oh yeah I, I can see where you're coming from you know whatever the case is and Agreed. that's what we want people to be. watch it and be like fuck they just had a discussion and it's moving just on like, we're gonna make it like you're allowed to have an opinion in this yeah, world 100%, bro. we've gone away from that as a, as a culture um, I think it's harder to have an opinion it's easier to follow the herd and that may have always been a thing it might just be on display now because yeah. we're so fucking connected with everyone like I can I can get a hate comment from someone in Zimbabwe right now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're all connected yeah. so much that it almost feels like if you're not following the herd, you're an outcast. But And if you're not just agreeing, you're an outcast. But mm. I think bringing that platform for discussion, um, positive discussion, knowing that you don't need a click to get fucking likes. You don't need 
the mm. biggest headline to get views, like and stuff like that. Building it from all fifty. Well, it's good now with Instagram taking away likes. I remember yeah, when that originally yeah, happened, everyone was like, why? "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Huh? Especially like the influencers and all that. They're going, "How? How? This is my. Yeah, how do we business? This is my business. What's yeah. going on here?" But then, you how see, do you measure success? Yeah, it's not. It's sad, eh? Hey? People measure sad. success on likes. No, yeah. I've got one hundred and twenty likes. You know, you've only got sixty or whatever the case is. It's like. And and that's where where what probably when did that happen? Probably a year and a half, two years ago oh, it's now. Been yeah, it's been a while now. Facebook got rid of it for a bit, and I think they brought it back. Yeah, yeah, I think they will. And you see people old, uploading yeah. content now that they're not worried about. Fuck, is this photo going to get a hundred likes? Is that's, this photo going to get this? Is this photo going to get that? Now's the best time to do now that. Now it's just it's, get it out. It's the best time to do it because yeah. no one's going to judge you. Like you said, no one's going to mm. judge you on how many likes you got. Mm. Which is yeah. So, Gone are the days of taking something down if you don't get enough likes. Oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to be ghosting. If it used to hit that. two minutes and there was no likes, fuck boys. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Yeah, bro. Long I'll time. try again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll we're all guilty of that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, but like I said, look, I, I, even if there was likes now, I think I could give a shit, bro. I'll just upload At something. this mm. point? Don't care, yeah. bro. You've, like, you've lost the likes. Fuck them, bro. Who cares, bro? What the fuck's a like? I literally. Mm. Literally. What is a like? Someone could just tap it. On the way through, like, how do you measure? An accident, yeah, you're right. You know, like, and I think it's it's funny that like a lot of people, it would have been like the government saying heroin isn't a thing anymore, because that's how fucking addictive they say <laughs> yeah. likes are and yeah. comments and shit. I know it's an extreme. No, no, it no, just like shocked a, me with that line. I'm like, heroin's not a thing anymore. But like, where the fuck? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to segue into the fact that after this, do you guys want to get on the fucking head? Oh, fuck me. Mother heavy H. Let's go. shit. Right off our Saturday. Oh, bro. Saturday you got me sweating, guys. It's early in the morning, bro. You're going to go hang out with your son, bro. I'm going to... I'm Yeah, no, but it's just like, they like they reckon addict, like likes are that addictive. that A lot of people's first reaction would have been, you're taking away my fucking drug. Yeah, literally, it is. So it's a cyber drug, bro. Yeah, mm. makes sense. Oh, well. um, but yeah, it's times are changing. It's fucking good to see. That's it's good, it, bro. It's good to see. What are your plans when you get out of um? Oh well, when lockdown finishes, you're straight back into clubs and. Uh, bro, ho- hopefully, man. Hopefully, like I just I'm no one knows. You, you don't know. It's the thing. It's starting to know. Like I was before. Like I was. I was ready to retire, bro. I was ready to retire, bro. I was. I had. Doing a Drizzy Drake, retiring bro, at thirty. Pretty, pretty much. Bro. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I thought I was, re- I thought I was happy to retire because, bro, like I said, my, I was just too much footy work. I don't know, mm. didn't know what to do. And um, but I'm like, this is a good break now. Obviously, when the club, if they do open up again, mm. obviously get, get back, more. get back into it. If and when, yeah, twenty twenty three. Get back into it, bro. So that's my plan. I'm, I'm working on a few mix. Like I'm gonna start dropping some mixtapes soon. So um. I'm in the middle of building my studio at home because I, yeah. I moved into a new, my new place about a year ago. Beautiful. It's just been chaotic with the birth of my son and the house renos and if I just want to get the house done. So yeah. now I can start doing like my little, my little domain. Build it at home. Build it at home. So little man that. cave. Little man cave, bro. Yeah, yeah so I've got time now so I can do it. It's just, um, but yeah, my plan is eventually, bro, just to get back into the rhythm and go back to how things were, hopefully if they go back. Yeah. yeah. But you took DJing overseas as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Lebanon? Yeah, bro. I played, well? played Lebanon and played in Greece as well. Yeah. We'll get into that after the break. Rock, bro. We'll get back into that. I wouldn't mind hearing about your Lebo. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. Indulge in uh, how how you started DJing internationally. Fuck, bro. Funny story, man. It was 2014. 2014. Went to Lebanon for, for the first time in about 10 years. Um, 
Anyways, as per usual, everyone from Sydney's there, bro. Everyone, the whole area, all the Lebos from here, like you can't escape them, bro. Like you, you go halfway across the road and they're all there. Anyway, so we we're there, right? There's a few boys um, that were there that, that I knew, and um, we were hanging out, partying, and just whatever. Anyways, one not one day, one, one of the boys said he had a contact there, had a so one of the a, a waitress that worked at a nightclub, and then um, what happened was um, they go, oh, like they start, they were talking, linking up. He goes, oh, my, my, my mate's a DJ as well. He goes, oh, can I play at this club? And then the the, wait, the girl, the con- the promoter, the waitress, not sure she was, she goes, oh, there's a few D- DJs here from Sydney as well, apart from you. He's like, oh, yeah, they're my mates. She goes, oh, let's just do a, let's just do a party. Let's throw an Aussie party. You know, we'll call it an Aussie night party. You know what I mean? Like, all back, like, oh, like, oh, all right. Anyways, cut a long story short, bruh. Fucking, before we left the airport that year, me and my brother jumped in the car, my dad's taking us to the airport. I go, James, I go, Dad, stop, stop the car. He goes, well, I go, go back home. I go, I forgot my USBs and my music and I forgot my laptop. My brother goes to me. This is before like, we knew that this, the first gig in Lebanon was going to happen. My brother goes, bro, what, what the fuck? What are you going to use your music for there? Like, what, wait, take? <laughs> You're making Dad go back. I was, on fucking, I was in Maryland's, bro. I'm go, about to jump on the M4. I go, Dad, go back. I go, go back, man. So we went back. My, my brother got his laptop. I got my headphones. I got more music. Took it with us. Just, in, I don't know why, bro. Just in case. Swear to God, the yeah. hustle, the hustle you had, it just shows. Bro. You knew that even if you got nothing out of it, you were ready. You were ready 100%. to go. I, that's what I thought. I thought, man, fuck. If I go there, bro, and an opportunity comes, and you don't have anything, and I don't have nothing, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna, mm. bro, I'm, Who plus, am I? Who's, who's Billy B? Hundred percent. And I'm like, bro, look, I gotta do. It. I gotta do. So. I'm just gonna take him in case. So my dad, bro, chucked the U. He came, went back home. Mm. My brother got his laptop. I got my USBs and my headphones. We in Lebanon, so um, the ladies, they get the promoters, let's, let's do an Aussie party. So my mate rings me up, he goes, do you want a DJ in Lebanon? I go, bro, nah. I go, what are you joking? He goes, I can't, I don't know if you know, the party, the, the clubs in Lebanon, Beirut, bro, is another <laughs> level. I've seen, I've got a lot of Lebo mates and they've gone over and I've seen bro. the nightclubs. They bro. go off. Not normal, <laughs> no, no, it's like, it's, it's not normal. Like, I've, I've travelled the world, bro, I've been... To America, I've been, I've been to you know parts of Europe. Right? It, it is another level, and I'm like, fuck, this is hectic. Anyway, so we that so they we turned up this party 2014. It was a success, bro. We fucking packed up the nightclub. So what they done? They the, the shifty buggers. What they done? They gave us <laughs> they gave us a nightclub that doesn't usually trade on a certain on on that night, right? They said, all right, well, so you just fill it up. So he's make us money. You make us money, and then um. And that's it, bro. So at the time, bro, I was like, you know what, bro? It's just an opportunity. I'm not in it for the money. I just want to play there. We packed out the nightclub. It was, not, it was a huge success. Then from then on, bro, from then on, I came back to Sydney a few months before, a few months before like summer comes in, in Lebanon, which is about May, June, yeah. July. Mm-hmm. I'd get an inbox off the promoter. Hey, you coming? You coming this year? Blah blah blah. This, this and that. I go, yeah, I'm coming. So every year they, they stay in contact with me, and they're pretty much um, what it is. Uh, like, for the first time, it was just like an experience, but the years after that, it was like, you know what, I'm going to pay for my flights and my tickets to get to go over there, but I'm going to like, you know what, now, you know, I don't want you to, to take the, to, to bend me over and fucking yeah. like a piece of my pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I'm going to make it worth my while too. So we then, we then, so pretty much, I was like a sort of like a little business, a little side hustle yeah, in the man. international side hustle. So <laughs> yeah. I was going to have a seat selling our nightclubs, making money, like, you know, getting a free holiday. But make it, to go home, home. Well. Bro, Lebanon's a home, home away from home, bro. Like been gone this since I was a little boy. I'm very attached to the to the country. Very, yeah. very attached. I've been there about fifteen, not fifteen, about twelve times, thirteen yeah. times. So half my life, pretty much. So mm. I go, I've been there. It's home away from home, bro. It's just um, just a shame what's going on now. But mm. I think in a nutshell, like this needed to happen for Lebanon to move forward. As fucked as it sounds, like 
this bombing needed to happen because, but I don't know if you boys know the history. It's, mate, the place is the place is the most, probably the most beautiful country you ever see. Like, if you want to go skiing one day, you can go skiing in the mountains and you can go to the beach the same day. Yeah. The place is just another <laughs> level, bro. It's just, cool. just the scenes and the party life and the hospitality. It's just yeah. a country that just needs needs that bit extra from its government to make it probably the, one of the best countries in the world. Mm. And yeah, bro, that's. That's what I reckon. I've never heard someone that I know say like a bad thing about a holiday in Lebanon or just the, the yeah. scenery, the you know the people, the hospitality, all yeah, the, yeah, the culture, now the clubs as well. Like, <laughs> so for them to be going through what they go uh, going through, it's sad. Um, both mm. probably as a Lebanese person, yeah, hundred percent. It hurts, um, man. I remember I was, at, I was two weeks ago. I think it was when it happened. Yeah, I was on social media, and I was like. I was going to just because I wake up early for work. I was, it was about four thirty in the morning. I was mm. on social media. I woke up. I was like, bro, "Is this a J up?" I thought, was a, I thought yeah. someone posted like a funny prank. Like when I first had, had seen the news, bro, and, and like it was early in the morning. I missed it. I sent it to my wife. Hit, uh, hit hard, bro. Like mm. don't be wrong, bro. It's not nice to see shit like that happen to anyone else's country, but when it's your own hometown, especially when you have the emotional like, attachment yeah. to the to the country. Bro, it, it hit, hit a different way, man, and it was fuck, mm. it was fucking hard. But bro, like I said before, man, I think this needed to happen due to the shit that Lebanon's been through, in order for it to move forward. Well, coming from a non-Lebanese perspective, um, we've seen in the media that the government is sort of corrupt and and what's going on in there. But do you know more? Uh, I'm not. Yeah, not, not more. But do you know sort of? Like a lot of the people, like, a lot of people in my country, like I'm not one of those people. A lot of the people, Lebanese people follow certain political parties. And then they'll die for these political parties, yep. um, pretty much. And mm-hmm. um, they're that patriotic, like I said, they're, they're willing to risk their lives over it. Like, I'm not into politics that much. But they follow the, these political parties like they've done something to benefit the country. No political party in Lebanon has, has benefited the country at all. Neither side. No, neither side. No political yeah. party. I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to say anything. But no political party. So I, I, it baffles me sometimes to think how they, why they support them. Anyway, in a nutshell, bro, the government that they've, they've had in Lebanon, the guy that's in control, the president, has been there for a long time. About tw- oh, don't know exactly. Don't quote me. I'm saying 10 years, 15 years in, in cabinet, yeah. which is a long time, which is, which is a long in term. In control. Like yeah, you don't see any prime minister or president of America. Yeah. It's every three or four years. They, well, they it's, what is it, eight years? I think Max. they got eight, eight years. Obama was eight years, I think he was. Eight years and you're out. Bro, this guy has been probably even longer than 15 years in, in charge now. Lebanon's a country that doesn't... It's organised chaos, right? It's organised chaos. There's no There's no rules like... There's no lanes on the road. You just drive wherever. It, it just works, but it's weird. It fucking mm. just works. It's unorganized chaos. So Lebanon's like, like they don't have the human. They don't have basic human rights, but they don't have like a garbage collection company. They don't have like proper yeah. electricity. Their electricity cuts out every uh, only normal electricity that they can they pay for lasts for four hours. The rest, like you got to wait. It cuts out for, for till the next day. So if you don't have a generator, if you you don't have the money to afford a generator to to pay for to get electricity, you got electricity for a whole day, bro. You've only got electricity for four hours. So would that happen when you were DJ? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. The music cut. <laughs> the music would cut out at midnight. Like, yeah, I swear to God. And you'd wait for the music would just cuts out. And the whole club knows the guy. They don't. Yeah. They don't boo you. So twelve you. o'clock, everyone knows. The whole pals cut out. They're like, yeah, pals. Yeah. Yeah, bro, <laughs> the, the next thing you know, the, 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 the generators kick in and then the music starts again. And this is all like at, at the big clubs too, bro. Yeah. Like it's just that, that's how it is there, and it's it just it's sad, but bro, it's but part of it, it's it, it's weird. It's part of the experience of Lebanon. That's how it is. Like that's what makes it fun. And that's their normal. That's their normal, bro. It's just, it's crazy, man. But, but I, that that's what I pretty much. So this back to what I was saying. 
it's got the, the president hasn't done anything to move the country forward. So this bombing, I think, which was I don't know if it was an inside job. I don't know if it was um, I don't know what it is. I don't, I know. don't think yeah. we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll never find out. Yeah. It's it's good that it's created awareness now that countries want to get involved in Lebanon and move mm. in the right direction. Get into a proper government. Get basic human rights to the people, and that's all it needs, bang. And once. Once uh, that, that happens, bro, Lebanon will go forward and once again be the Paris of the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Fuck much, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, yeah. So. That's how I view it, bro, as well. It's interesting, like, yeah. to hear it from someone who is Lebanese. Like, yeah. it, it's almost like something major needs to happen for major change to happen. Mm. Like, if it was just... Because before, you know, I've got a Lebanese partner. Yeah. So, I, I kind of understood, at least um, vicariously, that the country... Mm. was in a bit of turmoil with the government and whatnot and yeah. that wasn't the best kind of living standards for the people who exactly. live there like that there wasn't the basic human rights like you said mm. and um not much was being done from the world there wasn't much worldwide so, media attention and it's almost it's like even with the this stuff, had to happen that. It's like, something mm. sad that it had to happen in a chaotic way people lost loved ones had loved ones who yeah. were probably injured for the rest of their life but mm. um Hopefully, if if the early signs from the the kind of takeout from it is that yeah, didn't the government you know, step down? People look after the Lebanon. half the government uh, stepped down, but the irrelevant ones like we oh, need yeah. we need we need the president to step down to make in order to make changes. Now this guy obviously like there's r- rumor has it this guy put like every money within the gov- the comp- within the government he's he pushes the money into offshore accounts like mm. he, all the money obtained like he doesn't put a, inject it back into the economy it's just we need this one person to step down that's that I'm not taking sides mm. the people let's, let's the people want yeah. this one person to step down I don't follow I don't follow Lebanese politics but I don't care about it like, as much as yeah. I love the country I don't get involved in politics so pretty much all the people now they want the, they want the, the president to step down and um yeah bro just once he steps down, someone takes over, and like hopefully they'll move it forward. This has been going on for years, bro. Mm. For the mm. last thirty years, but it's just um, the last year or so that everyone's been protesting and stuff. Just been chaos, man. So, but it's all in good time, bro. Yeah, so because the year started with the protest, Lebanese like the Lebanon protest. Yeah, the rev- the revolution and all that, and it's still going, bro. Mm. It's, it was still was going up until up until the the bombing. It's still it's still it's getting worse now, but. Mm. Only good time, bro. You just don't know. Do you have family yeah. over there? Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're in the villages, so we're about... To, from where it happened, we're about two and a half hours away. Two hours away. Praying. Thank, thank, thank God. Yeah. They didn't hear anything because we're high up in the mountains, about 2,000 levels. Oh, above sea level. But we have family that work in Beirut, so... And that live in Beirut. A couple more, couple more cousins have property in Beirut, so... My wife's family lives there as well, so they had a bit of damage. Yeah. Um, like my... my my brother and sister, my mum and everyone, they helped out. They sent some money over to yeah. like, our family and my so my wife's side mm. as well to help them out a bit. Mm. But thank God, nothing serious, bro. Like, and it, like I can't imagine yeah. what these people that have family that well, that's something. exactly right. Like, I, as I said, same thing. I wake up early and I, I that was the first thing I saw all over social media, mm. and my heart stopped. Yep. Like I'm watching this and I'm just going, like that can't be real. It can't be real, and if it is. Holy fuck! Yeah, bro. I know a lot of people. You know, I know a lot of Lebanese. Grew mm. up in St. Paul's. Yeah. That's ninety percent Lebanese. Hundred percent. And my heart was, do I know anyone that had family or friends over there? And like, it was just, it was the worst feeling, and I, I couldn't imagine. Do you want to know what the funny thing is? What are we now? August. This is the mm. peak time that Aussies go to Lebanon and yeah. stay in Beirut. Like, this is the time. If COVID, if COVID wasn't here, bro, happen, God, right? no, this could have been. You could have been over there. I could have been over there. I could have. I stay in Beirut when I'm there. 
I, I split my time from the village to Beirut. But I could have been there. My son could have been there. Yeah. God forbid. Anyone's child could have been there from Sydney. Mm. So it would have had an even bigger impact, bro. Thank God. None of, thank yeah, God. Literally. COVID Everything happened. happens for a reason. 100%, bro. And just... Yeah, it gets you thinking, bro. It gets mm. you thinking. Like, it's just fucking... It hits home and... Mm. It hurts sometimes, bro. But, like, fuck, it is what it is. And hopefully we need this. It's opportunity cost, right? Like, you've got to sacrifice something in order to gain. Mm, yeah. And it's, uh, we had to sacrifice going through this in order to hopefully gain something, so... Well, that's it. Now the world knows all about it. Like, even then, as, as Jesse was saying, yeah. with the power outages and all that, did we not know until that, now that that was going on. No, that's a normal... That's a normal you know, but that's a normal thing. Whereas here in Australia, we've got electricity in any power point you want. Even the garbage know, like, collector. Like that, bro, you take that for granted. No, no like, you're standard here. We just yeah. put our rubbish in the bin, it gets collected every day. 9.30am and we've got the lights on. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's you know 11 o'clock in, in the village. 11, 11 o'clock, the power cuts out in the morning. Mm. And that doesn't come back to like... 6 6 p.m. that that day mm. but if you have a generator bro, you're you're old school bro you're, you got no power yeah. like, you think in 2020 like, that's still going on bro like my yeah. my house in, in in the village if there's no power we have to get wood timber yeah. put it in, into the, the hot water system heat up the hot water system manually just to take a shower bro Fuck. bro it is it's fucking it, it, it's but thank god like obviously mum mum and dad have helped our family over there so mm. they got a, they got a pretty good there so but bro people that don't can't afford it bro and it's normal to them, but they're not, they're not kicking stones. That's yeah. it. And it makes you appreciate, bro. Like, fuck. When you come back from, from there, yeah, it's all fun and stuff, but the little shit that you... Bro, you appreciate the little shit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not just Lebanon. Like, everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. 100%. Bali, for example, same thing. Yeah. It's unorganized chaos. They yeah. don't know traffic lights, but it works. 100%. you got you got kids there playing on the beach from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., just kicking sand, playing with their mates. Mm. Happy as fuck. Yeah, 100%. Not thinking about anything, you know? And then here we are, bro... Sad that we got a red light. Stuck in traffic, 100%. and we're sitting in traffic, and we're like, "Fuck me, dead!" You know, like I need to get to work at nine fifteen or whatever the case is. And and you travel, and you come back, and you just go, you know, how blessed we are to be living yeah, in in this country. Look, they're blessed that they don't have red light speed cameras. That won't pay anyone. Parking fine. I got the, the parking fine. Level on the, the this inspector. That's how fucked up it is. This parking inspector came to give me a fine. It was about ten thousand liters, which is about. Four bucks Australian. No. You go to the fight, I got cousin, I got cousin, I got... But anyone else, though, they get cut. But there's no government, there's no hierarchy. They say, cousin, they give you a fine. Who the fuck are you going to pay to? There's no post office. There's no <laughs> account. Like, I'm like, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, who are you going to... Like, what are you doing? Why are you going to say it's Fuck off. Like, yeah. I ended up giving him 50 bucks. I gave him 50 bucks American. I go, bro, here, like, take... Take your money to, and, and have a day off. And have a day off. Bro. Have, <laughs> have a month off. Because the average wage is 800 bucks a month. Well. You know what I mean? Like... And like, but it's just sad. Like, it's, it's funny sometimes. Like, they have to try get authority, like pr- produce authority, but it doesn't work. Cause like, there's no, there's no hierarchy. There's no bigger, and the government is all fucking doing yeah, their own corrupt. thing. So corrupt and doing their own thing. Mm. So. That's my well, opinion that's anyway. It. Yeah, it's gonna be a revolution. It's gonna be a change. Hopefully. Hope so. Yeah. Fucking hope so, boys. Yeah. Fucking hope so. Yeah, bro. It's big. And did you realize different things as you got like you were getting older down there, like compared to when you were younger? When like, I was young, yeah. Cause when I was younger, I, I, I first went there when I was six. I went from six to when I was about six, seven, six to twelve. I went there every year, but I was just young. I was I was just a kid going like, on holiday, going on holiday, and especially because about the freedom I had in Lebanon in the village, everyone knew each other. It was safe. Mm. Like obviously, when you're young, you get, you get told don't talk to strangers, don't trust this person, you don't know who this person yeah. is. But when I went to Lebanon, bro, my mum was like a different person. <laughs> She's like, hey, go run wild in the village, do what you got to do. Mm. Everyone knows it was just. I'll man. see you at this time. Yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. You know what I mean? It was just. Uh, you're oblivious to what the fuck's going on. You don't know, but you're a kid. Yeah, of course. It wasn't until I started. It wasn't until I um, I turned probably about when I went there when I was when did I go there? 
when I started going when I was older, when I was 20, 24, 25, I started, I, you start picking up this, stuff, obviously more mature. You see the way the country's run and how, like, you start hearing stuff and you start um, latching onto stuff. And that's when I realised, like, oh, bro, you know what, it's a shame. It's a fucking shame that this country's got the potential to be the fucking best, best place on earth. Just to show this, so yeah, bro. That wasn't until I was older. Answer to your question, it was until mm-hmm. I was older I realized mm-hmm. what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, crazy, bro. Bloody crazy. hell. Man. Yeah, mate. What do you do? What do you do, bro? It's just the way it is. Just give fucking yeah. thanks. Just bro, give bro. thanks, bro. That's 100%. it. Hundred percent, bro. We're blessed. Your time there. We are blessed. So are you, the first year you were there, twenty fourteen, yeah. For mm. like DJ. For DJ, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Have you been doing it yearly since? Every year since then, up no. until twenty. I think I last year till 2018. Oh, no. Yeah, bro, that's fucking... It was, the last one i done, bro, is just fucking... It was f- unbelievable. Level. Bro, I, was, I literally felt like... I literally felt like I was at a, like, at a fucking stadium in Maryland. And, and the whole area... <laughs> <laughs> every Aussie was there. Like, bro, it was weird, man. Like, I, me and my brother were playing there. We were on the stage. We were like... Bro, what the fuck's going on? Like, how, how are we doing this? We're yeah. halfway across the world. And we're packing out. You create, clubs. bro. Yeah, but you create a hype. It's weird. Everyone's like, oh, you going to the Aussie party tonight? Are you going to the Aussie? <laughs> like, we're in Lebanon. We're Aussie. We can see the Aussies. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're not really. But here, we're in Lebanon. Yeah. So it's weird. But, bro, it, yeah, so every year, bro, just pretty much from that year, bro, it's just fucking unbelievable. The last one was probably the. It's got better sense. Uh, yeah, you get a better sense. You know what to expect. You know, you know what you can do to change stuff. And work gets around, bro. You do yeah. expect, like, throughout the year, someone who went, because it's their fucking mate. Hey, yeah, bro. here this year, they're coming back. Bro, 100%. Like, people come up to me, like, random now. People don't even know, bro. You threw that party in Lebanon, didn't you? I go, I go bro, what the fuck? I go, yeah, bro. I'll forget about it, bro. I'll forget yeah, about it. But... Especially being around the area. Fuck, bro. bro it's fucking hectic. I like... Yeah, it's good, man. I'm very blessed, bro. Very, very blessed. Look, mm. to me, I talk about it so casually, but people can only dream to even do that. You that's hundred percent. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, I'm very th- thank God, bro. So that's that's why I say it. Hundred percent, bro. It's good, bro. Destined for greatness, brother. Hope you so, mate. It. Hope so. You, you <laughs> well, you've, re- you've already done the greatness, brother. Yeah, I'm just a kid from the area, bro. That's everyone. Everyone's just a kid from the area. That's it, bro. And I think it's gonna be exciting. Like there's people who've made it, like yourself. Yeah. And it's just exciting when you see people. From the area, especially no, doing it in big thing, like doing it mm. on big stages, whether it's a stage as big and popular, like yeah. a popular stage or just a big stage on there. You relate a bit, eh? Like it's good when you see like the boys making their debuts yeah. in the NRL. Yeah. Oh, when, when you grow up playing with them and seeing them, and they just you just know that. I've, yeah, it's just a proud feeling, bro. And just mm. Western Sydney, man. Like a lot of mm. people used to look down on it. Like, like bro, we, we do great, we do great things out yeah. here. And, That's like our version of yeah. probably someone knowing Drake. Lil Wayne and someone before yeah. got big like I seen someone go to the NRL I'm like fuck bro I grew up with him he lived in my area 100% like, yeah and you see it's him. huge and everyone you see him now like they sort of relate to you like they don't they, they sort of relate to you as well so like it's mad bro it's mm. fucking good vibes man and just um hats off to anyone bro we're all gonna make sure. it and that's, that's, that's the uh, mindset you know we need to uh, instill. instill into everybody is that we're yeah. all gonna make it 100% if someone's bro. up here you know we're gonna be up here too 100% bro no, you don't have to tear them down to get up there still sharp and still that's it. Yeah, it's just, bro, just support your mates, support everyone, and everyone wins, bro. You know what I mean? There's no fucking, yeah, I, hate, I hate competing. That's one thing about Sydney too, bro. Like, especially my community, bro. Everyone wants to like, outdo each other. Like, bro, yeah. just, you know, you, everyone's happy. You know, just exactly support right. everyone, bro. You know what I mean? It's not, you don't want to be a DJ with, like, you're the headliner with shit people before yeah, you. You want yeah. the fucking people who set the fucking mood. You want the boys, yeah, 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 whoever yeah, else is there. Of yeah. course, bro. It's just, yeah, it's bad, bro. That, that's what you want. That's, that's that. That's the goal. Like you want to be on that. In a day, you want to be on that flyer. 
you want to be on that poster like with the big names you know with mm. the good names that with quality quality well, like you in Lebanon you and your brother yeah bro like, imagine the feeling like you know imagine us two going to to Malta and, and packing out a club <laughs> like, like, on your own bro they didn't help you yeah like that's that, exactly bro, right like, that's what I'm saying they don't help like, that feeling like bro like, I can't believe the people they're coming for, for, for us like you know what I mean it was mm. just it was just crazy bro like, it'd be hard to believe as well you'd be like oh fuck who are you for you bro literally yeah, like, like, well, I was taking what? photos I was taking photos with people people taking photos with me and stuff I was like bro what he's doing like, it's not, is this for real like, mm. but it was just crazy but me and my brother actually stopped us stopped and just looked we go bro what the fuck are we doing like, this is, this is mum and dad's home yeah, and here yeah, we yeah. are that's another thing yeah. that's another thing too mum, yeah. Uh, mu- yeah mum and dad's home you know my your grandparents and you yeah. know the cases never bro like, I, was, I bet they didn't think we'll ever do that no, no it's no. crazy well, bro what, what was their reaction when you told them my, the situation yeah but mum <laughs> mum was wrapped that, that was wrapped too though. they were very obviously very happy but then when it started when it started being a constant thing like yearly thing my, like my parents were like well, well bro what, what, well. Yeah, good, like, it's good especially coming from someone that like my, as I mentioned before DJing was just like I wasn't really my parents really, they didn't really see it as like a, 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 a job a or job, a career yeah. Like my dad saw us like muck around with me and say, "Oh, you DJ tonight, eh? You making twenty bucks? Like, take the take the big around. But I wasn't too like that. My both my parents see me like like grow. Then they started being my biggest supporters, bro. Like, as every parent is, like, and but now like, I hope I made them proud, bro. And that's the that's the main thing, mate. That's the main thing, bro. So that's good fun. It's good fun, bro. Yeah. Before we wrap up, just what's the next next uh, year look like for you? Like, next year you got a. Oh, meaningful hoodie on it. Looks hey, very yeah. nice. Hey, on apparel, mate. Love your boys. Your stock, your stock's good yeah, too, thank bro. You, brother. Mate, just um, hey, on apparel. Just a, just a little clothing company I've, I've started. I haven't really um officially launched it yet, but I'm slowly starting. I'm just just sampling some yeah. some hoodies and stuff. Pretty much, uh, what hey on is? It's my son's name backwards. So my son's name's Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hey, so I've got the full stop at the start. So pretty much Noah, Noah, full stop, yep. reversed. Pretty much the story behind it, bro. Like, um. The story behind it is just uh, my son, bro. Like when he was born, like, bro, I didn't, know, I, I didn't know what life was about, bro. I didn't know. It was just I thought you're a young, like, young boy. You're a young boy, bro, trying to work it out. Okay. I didn't know what it was about. Like I, it wasn't until my son was born, he turned my life around, which is why I've turned his name around. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. That, that, yeah, you know what I mean. So, bro, that, that's that. the story yeah. behind it, bro. And I thought, fuck. And I obviously, want to like, I want to express my, my like, my story through through clothing, you know, to obviously lead me to other things, you know, lead me to other avenues and. I thought, why not, bro? You know, if people can relate to my story, you know, just why not? You know, I want people to wear, wear my hoodie and see this someone guy. else wearing the hoodie and think, fuck, I know this, I know why this guy bought the hoodie. I, I, I relate, I can relate to him, and that's the end goal, bro. Just create like a little community and mm. through clothing. Yep. So yeah, that will keep you going when you when you get yeah. like in the stuck in the, yeah. you know, like even when you're doing your passion, you feel like sometimes you get a bit, you know, stuck in the flow of things. Yeah, that's knowing right. what you're doing it for. Yeah, you know, seeing your son's name mm. on. Jumpers, yeah, uh, tees, all that different stuff. It's good. You reckon bro. it'll keep, like it'll keep you going, hundred percent, bro. Like, and the goal is obviously to build this up to to give it to him, let him run it. Well, that's I the thing. Know. Like, imagine when he grows up to the point where he he understands what's going on, and to know that that's his name backwards, and then to know the story that it it changed your life, you yeah. know, and the the respect he would have for that. Mm. He'll rebrand it to Billy B backwards. Yeah. <laughs> still, uh, fuck, bro. I think Billy B's going to retire and I'll, I'll retire that name and put it to bed when I'm that age, man. He'll put it as dad backwards. Dad backwards. That's the main goal, bro. Nah, it's pretty much to get to him. So, um, 
Yeah, man, so stay tuned. I'll, I'll let you guys know when. 100%. Yeah, I'll I'll some guys' hoodies. I definitely want to grab something off you boys as well one day. So. Yeah, for sure, brother. Nah, it's cool yeah, what you're doing. Cool. So, yeah, bro. That's pretty much it. Very happy to have you on. Uh, <laughs> great chat. Good chat, my man. Thanks for Thank having you. me, boys. Very good chat, my man. Legends, bro. Thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Good to hear the, the exciting side of your career and, and the hustle. And that's for everyone out there as well. You know, as you said, you've got people messaging you now that have been DJing for six months. Yeah. You know, asking, hey, brother, can, can you get me in the clubs? Can you, yeah. you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it just shows, you know, it's the constant hustle, constant grind and, and the, the hours and it's the all the behind the scenes that the people don't see that, that come into running a nightclub in Lebanon. Probably. You know, like... DJing at Ivy at the main stage, you know, and, and it's little things like that where people, I, I hope, and that's what we want to bring, and, and to hear stories like that and, and for people to go. If it influences one DJ yeah. or someone in their craft that goes, this isn't a six-month thing. Nah. Someone like Billy B has been at it for fucking 12 years. I need to perfect this shit. Like, six months is... Don't rush, it. Don't rush it. What's but, a baby yeah. at six months? Nothing. Same concept. I don't, I just, hopefully people just see, they don't see the final product. They don't mm. understand that there is a fucking journey, there is toiling, there is hard work. Nothing comes easy, bro. And um, that's why I want to shed some light on that too. Yeah. Like, I, like, I bug me sometimes, but I, not sometimes, all the time. Mm. When like a, a, an upper comer comes to me and says to me, I want to play here. I go, bro, I have to, in my head, I'm like, bro, I have to fucking earn it. To yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to like fucking do that. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't come easy. And uh, mm. that's what I want thing I want to make clear. And hopefully I'll have done Very that today. Well. I think you have. Definitely, brother. Thanks, boy. Definitely, right, right, bro. Legend. Uh, Respect for the B- Billy B. That's it. Right. Thanks, yeah. mate. Thanks, boys. Uh, do you want to plug your socials or anywhere? Yeah, you can, can find me. Yeah, yeah, you can find me at, uh, at Instagram at Billy B DJ. Um, you can follow the clothing label as well at Hey on Apparel. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's my personal, my personal Facebook, Bill Warden. Beautiful. All right. Fucking Thanks, from uh, us and the Hustle Boys from uh, from Austin behind the camera. Thank you for coming out. Pleasure, bro. And Good fucking chat. Another week. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.